episode and today we're talking about the Hierophant card. It could also be seen in a lot of decks as the Pope card. Now Hierophant, I, I believe, is the actual translation of priest. I think Hierophant means priest in like Greek or Old Latin or something. This card is the counterpart to our High Priestess card, at least traditionally that's what it was. I love this card in our decks because it's a beautiful example of how the tarot is like this living, evolving thing. As the archetypes evolve within the collective conscious of our culture, so do the meanings and the symbols within our deck. So let's look at the Hierophant. Let's break down again, as always, like we do. Let's break down some of the traditions. The Hierophant is a representation of the high priest. And in some decks, this is called the Pope card. So we can see in more traditional decks, like in our older decks, we talked about these loves, the Tarot de Marseille and in the Toth and in the Rider White deck, the Hierophant tends to look very papal, right? He looks very much like that Pope figure. But that does not mean that he is our Pope like we have in the Vatican today. This is a high priest card. And if you look, he also sits between those two pillars. We've talked about those before, right? The pillars that represent the duality as above, so below. I went way into the pillars when we did our episode on the high priestess. What episode was that? episode seven. The High Priestess was episode seven. So if you want a more in-depth about those two pillars and the representation of as above, so below, and walking through the worlds, go have a listen to episode seven. It would probably also help you with this one because we're going to get in, we're going to talk about the High Priestess in relation to the High Priest as we go through this, okay? So when you look at these two cards together, the High Priestess and the Hierophant, it's quite easy to see their similarities. In the traditional deck, they're both on a throne. They're both seated between those two pillars, right? The pillars between the two worlds. The idea of as above, so below, the idea of multiple dimensions is right there in the symbology. You will notice that they both hold signs of wisdom, right? We have with our papal figure, sometimes he's holding a book of knowledge, sometimes the keys to the universe are at his feet. Sometimes he holds a scepter. It just depends on who's drawing that, right? Oftentimes in our very ancient decks, he would be drawn to resemble the spiritual leader of the um, of the region, right? Remember, these used to be artistic decks that were drawn and they had courtiers on them and they had figures on them representing the regions that the artist drew them in. So very traditionally, he would look like that. 
be decked in robes, be jeweled, right? The idea of importance of his standing was always represented in his clothing. Now, as we have a culture have moved away from the idea of spiritual leader, of that papal figure, of that priest figure between us and God, as we've moved into this contemporary age, this new age, if you will, a lot of that has shifted, right? And I do want to get into that. I keep sidetracking myself. I feel like this is a bit of a scattered episode. So with all those similarities, it's easy to see where the high priestess and the hierophant would work together with our fool. They're here to teach our fool on his journey, all about spiritual enlightenment. They're the fool's introduction to the divine masculine and the divine feminine, to all the secrets of our universe and all the secrets beyond the veil. Now, it is interesting to note that the hierophant does not have the veil between his two pillars the same way that our high priestess does. And I really feel that's because in many of the traditions I have studied in and in many of the teachings I have been given, the divine masculine, his sacred role is not as seer. He's a compassionate healer. He is a teacher and a guide, a calm voice of reason. And one of his most important roles is to hold space and ground the divine feminine, right? It is the job of, I don't know if the job is the right word. It's been a traditional role of the feminine to go and retrieve, to be the seer, to be the safe, to go and look beyond the veil, to be in touch with the ideas of creation and rebirth and redemption. And, and death because those cycles happen within our bodies. And it is the sacred role of the divine masculine to hold space for our magic. Now, looking at what this card's going to mean with all those deep ideas behind it, what does this card mean when it shows up in your reading? Often, it'll be very, very literal. You have a teacher coming. It often talks about deep learning getting in touch with the divine secrets, looking deep within the ideas of compassion, because that is the role that is associated with the holy teacher, to be deeply understanding and deeply compassionate about what it is to be a human walking around. This card will represent someone coming to you who has gentle guidance for you, a teacher, a mentor, um, a spiritual awakening sometimes. Now the contemporary idea behind this card has shifted as our ideas have grown in this new age movement, right? We no longer have real, as a culture, there has been a lot that has happened around our spiritual leaders, especially our male spiritual leaders. There's been corruption, there's been all kinds of stuff, and I'm not going to talk about it. What I am going to talk about is how this card has grown and evolved to not just mean a physical human coming to teach us, where it has expanded with our collective conscience to actually represent faith. It's often a card that represents the individual's 
faith, their connection with the divine, their connection with traditional religion, and it'll come up to talk about how we relate to and deal with our relationships with religion. It's a bit of a complex card when it comes up. So when I talk about the high priest being the counterpart of the high priestess and how I really see these two archetypes within our tarot deck being the two that really raise the spirituality of our fool. They're introducing the fool within his journey through the high arcana to divinity. Now, I'm going to talk about the role of the divine masculine. Within many occult traditions, the role of the divine masculine of that high priest's job is one of supporting and grounding the priestess. He holds the sacred space within the circle. He is the supporter of her in her work. And as the high priestess peers beyond the veil and dives deep within those spiritual realms, crossing between the worlds, as she prophesizes and acts as the channel to the divine, the priest will be the grounding presence for her, the rock that she can return to. He is a protective presence within the circle. And he's much more passive within the magical traditions than we traditionally see. This is a role that I really feel has been robbed from our brothers. And again, loves, I'm just going to say really quick that when I'm talking about divine masculine and divine feminine, we all have these energies within us. The role of masculinity and the role of femininity has actually nothing to do with the meat package you're walking around in. So if you are identifying as masculine, darling, I see you and you are masculine. And if you are identifying as feminine, baby, I see you and you are feminine. I'm not interested in your meat suit. This podcast is an inclusive space. Just for ease, I'm just going to talk about masculine and feminine because these are the poles that we seem to see played out within our traditions. However, I am so excited for all of the roles that our two-spirited brethren and sistren have within our covens and within our spaces of creation and magic because I believe their divine role is so important. They ask us to go beyond and really look at what roles we choose to take on and what roles we don't. So my two-spirited loves, welcome. I hope you're part of my earbud coven. And if I misstep at all, please DM me and let me know how I can be more inclusive and a better ally if I'm not doing a good job, okay? Okay, back into the topic. I was going on about the traditional path of the divine masculine. And what I want to say that this traditional path of more passive power for the divine masculine being steady is different than what we see in our patriarchal societies. When we view both of the energies as vital and valuable, we can then unlock the ancient wisdom that they hold. And when we uplift, when we uplift the divine feminine, 
we are freeing the masculine energies so that they can be expressed in much more beautiful and diverse ways. I really feel like our patriarchal society doesn't just limit the sisters of the world. It limits our brothers too. And in a lot of ways, I feel they're much more trapped than we are. Now, if you really want to hear me rant about femininity, go to episode two, because I really talk a lot about these archetypes of the divine feminine, the maid, the mother, and the crone within episode two. One of the secrets about divine masculine power is that his power is not power over. We're taught that in our culture. We're taught that in our patriarchal cultures, that power is power over. But that is actually not what real power is at all. And we know that the warrior energy that the divine masculine can access and express is much, much more than power over, right? True warrior power is about loyalty and being of service and protecting the weak, And we do know that that warrior power is not exclusive to our masculine people. There are all kinds of warrior goddesses out there. One of the aspects of the maiden goddesses is that they are shield maidens and war goddesses. And just as that idea of warrior energy is not exclusive to masculine divinity, neither is nurturing exclusive to feminine. It is within the role of the gentle teacher. It's one of the most beautiful ways the divine masculine expresses himself, right? He has so many more faces than the warrior. The divine masculine inside the hierophant, we see the compassionate healer holding space for anyone who is grieving. We see the wise teacher who has deep patience and the cool thinker that leads with wisdom. These rich and beautiful roles are often downplayed and ignored within our patriarchal societies. And if all we do is look at the hierophant as that modern day idea of a Vatican Pope, we are robbing ourselves of so much wisdom within this card. Now, what really excites me about this fifth card of the tarot is how I have been seeing it evolve. It's moving beyond our definitions into a new space. In some of our more contemporary decks, it can sometimes look like the Hierophant has no counterpart at all. Instead of being the representation of the divine masculine that we were just talking about, it becomes a card about the concept of faith and our relationship with the divine. And I think it's kind of neat because a few artists have decided to take the connotations that we have around the idea of a pope or a hierophant or a priest, and they have said, okay, we're going to flip this right on its head. And we are not going to use this card that way. We're going to explode it beyond that meaning and make it mean our faith, our direct connection with our highest self 
and with the divine. And I like that idea because I do think our culture, as we evolve, we are coming more to a sense of personal spiritual path than we ever have before. I mean, that's why I can have this podcast. That's why we are out here the way we are practicing old religions openly and nature worship openly and talking about, you know, all of these ancient pantheons and reawakening the the divine feminine and the divine masculine and looking at them in a new light. So when I do the YouTube, I've got a couple decks I'm going to bring forward and I'm going to show the differences. One of the ones that comes to mind, as always, one of my favorites, The Legacy of the Divine Tarot, it shows the card. It has renamed it Faith. And in the Mythic Tarot deck, the one based on Greek mythology, the Hierophant is depicted as Chiron, the centaur that teaches Hercules all about the things that you need to know to be Hercules. So I'm going to challenge you, my loves, because I really believe there is a lot to learn from this card and the way it's moving and evolving in our culture. And I just, I just want you to think when this card comes up in your readings for yourself, I just, I implore you, dig deep, look deep at this, see what aspect of the divine masculine this card is highlighting in your life. Do you need to embody more of the sacred that has been lost? Where can you challenge your beliefs around spiritual leaders? Because that's what's happening, it seems, within this card. And I don't know, that's just this card slinger's take on it. And I would just like love to have a conversation with you guys about this. So please drop me a line. You can reach me on my website, which is www.jodiannepsychicmedium.com. There are some forms there if you want to get a hold of me or chat with me. Everything to do with the podcast, everything to do with my socials, it's all there. It's all in one place now at the website. All the YouTubes are embedded in there. So if you go over to jodiannepsychicmedium.com, you can find everything loves. I would love to hear from you. Stop by my Instagram, stop by my TikToks, go over to the YouTube page, subscribe, like, do all the things. I'm so excited about how our earbud coven has been growing and I'm really looking forward to what the summer has for us. I'm just going to drop another promo here for the Pagan Pride Festival. I'm super excited about it. It's coming up. I'm going to be doing some recording there and putting together a very special episode. I don't know how long it's going to take me to put it all together, but I, I'm going to do that for you guys. Um, yeah, so the YouTube about the Hierophant will be live pretty much the same time as this. So head on over to the YouTube loves. Again, links for that are in the website. Um, everything is there for you easy peasy I'm so excited to have spent this time with you thank you so much and I will see you soon on another witching half hour or so
Hot Labs. Oh goodness, I'm gonna have to pause this. Sorry, my nose is itchy. Ugh. Followed by 